Hello, everyone. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from a beautiful Key Largo. I was out and about today running errands. I'm actually tonight. I'll be heading up to Miami to catch a play that my friend is producing. I'll tell you about it tomorrow. But um, today, um, besides talking about that, maybe a little later on about planning a trip, I guess that's a good topic for down here. But the uh, essentials of bartending, one of the things is off neglected. I talked about hygiene, and I guess the most important or specific hygiene-centered topic would be hand hygiene. And then followed with, you know, whether you're you know, spraying on anything, if you're sneezing or where you wipe your hands. But hand hygiene is so important and often neglected. And a lot of people might think that it's mainly rookies that make these mistakes, new bartenders. But a, a lot of bartenders have been around uh, for a while. They forget, too. They don't realize how often they touch their face, how often they don't touch uh, wash wash their hands, don't necessarily know some of the health department rules, uh, washing your hands uh, for proper uh, hygiene, for washing hands, generally is a minimum of 30 seconds. 30 seconds for washing your hands, about that, you know, about the time it takes you to sing happy birthday. Okay, but not a real ha fast happy birthday. You lather up the hands, really good, and, and then you rinse them off in warm water, and then you dry them, or you know, dry them somewhat because they're going to be wet soon. But you have to do that every time you touch a dirty glass, every time you touch your face, your nose, your hair, uh, empty a trash can, touch a trash can, touch a surface. Almost anything other than putting your hands in, let's say, the if you have clean water. I know this is one of these things. If you're if you're washing glasses constantly, hand washing glasses, going through soapy water, rinse water, and then uh, water that has a sanitation solution in it, you generally would be be good if you're doing that regularly. So when you do something like that, yes. It is good. It's very important also to make sure you don't have excess jewelry on because the jewelry itself is a sink or a trap for bacteria. And that's one of the main things you want to keep off your hand. So you don't want to have excess jewelry, tons of excess jewelry on. You have to watch your nails because nails are very uh, good place for that to hide. So if you keep your nail, should keep your nails trimmed. I know. For the people that not just ladies, I understand I was going to say the ladies, but you know, there's some guys that like to have slightly longer nails. Um, but uh, it's really important that you pay close attention to that and also how you pick up things. If you're with garnishes, we have uh, bamboo skewers, I like using those, there's tongs, these little plastic or metal tongs, people for garnishes. Uh, if you're, if you really want to be a stickler, use rubber gloves, but remember the rubber gloves are not a solution. Once you touch something that is not hygienic, you pretty much have to get rid of the gloves. So generally washing your hands is pretty good and you shouldn't be 
pretty much you should be using a scoop for your ice. You heard the, uh, well, everyone knows you should never, never scoop ice with a glass. Generally, you shouldn't scoop ice with anything other than the scoop. Because if you have a tendency, if you have, let's say you're using hard plastic cups, sometimes people say, just, oh, just reuse my cup. Well, would you take a cup that someone was drinking out of unless you washed it thoroughly and use that? No. So the least amount of things that go into your ice that you put in drinks, and this is part of hand hygiene. So you just take that scoop, the one scoop, and the, the scoop itself is the part that goes in the ice. And every so often you should wash that scoop too, because that handle, you know, the handle can get pretty dirty. You know, it's just like your phone. Think of your phone. If you didn't wipe your phone down every so often, all the bacteria that gathers on the phone. Matter of fact, it's kind of grossing me out right now. I have to, I think I have to go wipe down my phone with some uh, alcohol or something like that. Useful when you change your screen, wipe it down thoroughly. I keep a case on mine, so maybe I should wash my case, make sure that's uh, nice and clean. As always, I'm diverging from the topics. So think about it. Think of it. What, while you're working, how many times you touch your face, your nose, your hair, your clothes, shake someone's hand, put your hands on the bar. You have to wipe that bar down. When you take a rag and use a bar rag, a bar rag, after it's been used a couple of times, is loaded with bacteria, even if it's soaked with disinfectant. And you kind of have to protect your hands besides just the hand hygiene, uh, not putting your hands in in the garnish tray, the limes and lemons protect your nails from bar rot because it'll it'll cause your nails to you know you can develop a fungus or whatever it does the bar rot that does it eats away at your nails. I've never really I've had that maybe once about uh, fifteen years ago, and we were cutting a lot of fruit constantly, and when you're cutting fruit. Obviously, getting those gloves on because you're not touching, shouldn't be touching the uh, fruit with your bare hands. But if you do, you got to wash them. As long as you wash them and you just keep washing, washing, washing. And, and it's important. It's as important as carding people, uh, not overpouring, not getting flustered, being smooth about it too. A lot of times people get flustered when they get busy and they have tends the tendency to make shortcuts. And if you were sick in this day and age with, you know, so many, I mean, because of the international nature of travel, uh, whatever happens in one corner of the world doesn't take much longer for it to reach the other side because of air travel. Especially in these tourist destinations, you get people coming from all over. So, wiping your hands down, making sure that if you do come in contact something that is transmissible, you're not leaving someone with a little gift. You take a little per personal responsibility in that. And I can't stress this more. Going to uh, 
a kitchen, a sink that where dishes are washed is not it, – it's a solution if you don't have any other place. But the health department does not want you to do that. They want you to have a dedicated uh, hand washing station. I think the only thing you pretty much can uh, – you're not supposed to dump anything in a hand washing station. The hand washing station behind uh, your bars in a lot of pu- public places, especially here in Florida – I'm sure it's uh, statewide, but I know in Monroe County, they want a dedicated hand washing station because those plates and pots and everything that come in is the amalgam of every germ in the place. So why would you want to put your hand in there for it? And keeping that hand washing station pretty clean because you have people going there purposely. So you're going to have to, like at the end of the night, sanitize those things. It sounds like I have OCD. It's good to behave a bit like that. And if you stay somewhat on top of it, somewhat on top of it, you can really nip in the bud those foodborne illnesses. A lot of the stomach bugs. I used to regularly, I worked some places, it seemed like I used to get a stomach bug uh, twice a month. Twice a month because of the improper way people tended to these hand washing stations or places and you touch it and you you don't even think about how many times that finger come uh comes up gets in your mouth get near your face or anything like that and then you 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 might do something with your hands right pick your if you're one of those people and it's kind of understand it's disgusting pick your teeth I'm talking about picking your nose. That's the worst. Or, well, actually, probably the second worst because you could be picking your ass. So, but, I mean, when it comes to generally the microbes or anything, the ass and, and the mouth are bad places. I know it's gross. So I hope you're not eating for, uh, during this thing. But you have a responsibility. And do you want to be known as a place that I don't know what's going on there, but... Uh, the frequencies of stomach virus have increased since we regularly started eating at this one place. That's that's. I'm just positing, you know, a possibility. You don't want to be that place. People like to see that happen too. If they see your hands being washed and see that you care, they have a tendency to think this place is really good. We do a lot of things at the Amarada Brewery and Distillery about being on top of those bathrooms making sure they're clean. And then we have fresh gloves in there and then those uh, sanitary wipes. And then we wipe down all the surfaces, which, you know, every half hour. And um, I'm sure that is a great way to nip those things in a butt. But it's very important after you're doing something like that, if you are going to the bathroom, you're touching surfaces there, after you're done, even washing hands, and this, this is going to sound extreme. Even washing your hands in the bathroom, any bathroom, once you touch the knob, you kind of negated everything. So the last place you go is to the hand washing station behind the bar, maybe. And uh, I generally would say, wash your hands in in the restroom anyway. Because people don't want to see you 
coming out of the bathroom or if you have the door open and not that you're going to the bathroom. Let's say you're wiping down the surface and they want to see at the end, you're stripping your glove. They want to see what the last step you do. They want to see the last step you do, wash your hands. There's a famous episode uh, on Seinfeld where he goes to his girlfriend's father's restaurant. I don't know if it's a girlfriend's father's restaurant. I don't know if his name is Poppy and everyone calls him Poppy or that was her Poppy. But she worked there too. So I think that was her Poppy. And uh, he, Jerry, uh, he runs a restaurant. Jerry runs into him uh, in the bathroom. He comes out of a stall. Jerry's washing his hands at the sink. He comes out of a stall. He touches his hair. He doesn't do anything with washing his hands. He goes, I'm going to make you something special tonight. And he touches his hair. And Jerry looks at the sink and he looks at the door and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy's going to be making me food. And he sees him like, kneading the dough ball and all that stuff. And he, he's not eating anything the rest of the night. So once someone gets that image in their head that the place isn't hygienic, you know, some people don't give a shit. I understand that. But bacteria and viruses don't care if you believe in them or not. They may think, well, I got a strong constitution. I can handle anything that comes my way. Well, that's great. That's great. That's your responsibility. But when it comes to your customers, it's really important to do this. This is why I'm, dra I'm dragging it on. It says, so ad nauseum. Why would you do a whole segment? Because that, I'd say, in a nutshell, besides sneezing, and one of the things, since I can segue into that, if you're going to sneeze or cough, the best thing to do is to cough in your elbow and away from your ice and your customers. You're going to eat. And if it's a wet sneeze, you're going to have to excuse yourself and do the hand wash and do everything together. You don't, you shouldn't be sneezing in your hand. And if you do sneeze in your hand, and if that's the only thing you could do, you got to go over to that and, and you know, go over that hand wash, washing routine I'm talking about. Spending 30 seconds washing your hands, scrubbing up like you're going into surgery. And, and this segment of the show, it was only a little over uh, 120 years ago that a physician in, I think it was Budapest, Hungary, or Vienna, but the doctor's name was Semmelweis or Semmelweis. And he noticed that there was a discrepancy between uh, the deaths at the formal hospital, the, where the wealthy people went, and where poor people went to see midwives. And you'd think the discrepancy was more women died where they went to midwives. No, there was more of complications after birth at the high-end hospital. And he found the only discrepancy in procedure, other than the training they got, was hand hygiene, hand washing. And he suggested, once he told the doctors, and, and, and it was really hard to tell people, that you have to wash your hands after treating patients. Because they didn't fully understand bacteria and viruses at the time. And it seems to today that most people don't, if they don't see it, they don't bother by it. If it's dirt, they don't see it. But there's always, there's always something there. And it's best to be cautious in the long run because it is your livelihood and your business and the safety of other people. I'll be back in a moment.
Okay, this is Jim the Keys bartender. You know, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't talk. I, I think this segment was cursed because I did a full 10 minutes and my daughter called. I'm not blaming her. I hit the wrong button. I thought I was stopping the recording and, you know, once again, my failure as a technician is quite apparent. But what I wanted to talk about, how difficult it is getting people on one page when you're making a plan for it to get together, an outing, dinner, group of friends. Uh, I don't quite, I mean, I guess people have a lot of spare time to go texting because I've seen text chains go back and forth 20 times, 20 times for something. And that's how people like to communicate. I realize that, especially younger people. I like saying, okay, when's the party? 7.30, okay, that would mean I have to leave at 7. Do you need me to bring anything? Give me a call if you need anything. That's it. But nowadays, you got that. You got like 10 messages come back and forth. What are you wearing? What time is it? Should I arrive early? Do you need a hand with it? Is it going to be dancing? How about the parking situation? Where should I park? Uh, can I bring so-and-so? Can I bring my dog? We can make it a dog play day too. Um, you know, back and forth. And so for simple, simple events, that should only be when is it? How am I getting there? What am I wearing? That's it. But it seems like it's 10. And the more people invite, multiply that. If it's two people, it's gonna be 20 back and forth. All I hear is beep, 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 beep of text messages come in. And it's almost as they're inviting you to be a tyrant. And when you say be a tyrant, you have to finagle your way into making the decisions for everyone and saying, listen, there'll be two cars there going. Because you can leave, you can leave people to make the decisions. People don't like being told what to do. But you have to say, hey, make it sound like a group thing. And say, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to arrive. We're going to go in two cars. So-and-so is going to pick up this, this, and this on the way. And the other one's going to be picking that. Now, you should do it fairly if you're the one that assumes the responsibility for the planning. You should make sure that you're doing it fairly. And the people that you're making decisions for, you should make it easier for them and not make it all complicated. That is the a reason for the decision maker. Some people just have a more complicated lives. I was going to pick up someone today. It turned out they're not at their house at another location up in Miami. We're going up to a, a theater. It's a group of friends from a group I belong to. And it started out with uh, two people and it grew to five more people. So oh, I'll be back in one moment. Let's see if I can pause it.